Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back to Gyro Nation Metal. As always, my name is Jeff, and I'll be your host. At the time this episode airs, Israeli thrash metal band Cinnery will have just released their sophomore album, Black Bile, on September 16th, 2022, through Exodus Stratagem Records. Black Bile was mixed and mastered by Matt Hyde. Cinnery was formed in 2012, and today I am joined by Alon Carnealy. Alon is a vocalist and rhythm guitarist for Cinnery, as well as one of their original members. Alon, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor. I'm glad to be here. Me too, man. I'm uh, like we chatted just before the show. You're the first Israeli citizen and band member that I've ever <laughs> chatted with, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope I hope you'll get to know more because we have like a, a great scene and great people here. Uh, and if you dive into that, you, you'll see some fantastic stuff. Sure. Perfect. Well, I'm definitely uh, asking for recommendations, so this is this is going to be great. Sure. Something I didn't ask before the show is, uh, did I pronounce your name properly? Yeah, Alon Carnieri. That's my name. <laughs> awesome. That's nice and easy. I thought I would have messed. Nah, you did great, man. So, as uh, as you already touched on, there's, there's a rich scene in Israel, and it seems like an unlikely source for extreme music. Um, what is the scene like there, and what styles of metal seem to be? Most well. The Israeli scene, what I love about it is it, it was always heavy. And I guess that's because of like the extreme climate that we all live in here. Because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty intense place. And you can feel it in the culture. You can feel it in the, in the noises in the street. And you can feel it in, in the local scene. The, the, the scene, like, throughout all years has been very heavy. Like, it was especially heavy. A lot of death metal, a lot of black metal, uh, grindcore, hardcore, punk, thrash metal also. The melodic stuff is there but the scene is, is, is very heavy um, and the bands here like evolved like you had the first generation then the second generation and I guess that makes us kind of the third generation here uh, the, okay. the, the intelligence of the bands evolved like the, the new generation that just that is just coming in is trying to talk what we guys what we do and that's amazing because they're so young and they have they already know like stuff that it took us years to learn they already know and that's so cool and the music like it, it reflects that also because they have like the, those riff ideas that when we started out when we were 16 we, we could never think of that stuff so me myself I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the music here you know, I'm friends with everybody, but I'm, I'm a fan. I buy the records, I buy the merch, I buy the vinyls. I, I like the music here, and I think it's great. And I, and I think we're finally, more than ever, we're kicking down the door to get outside and play shows in the U.S., in Canada, and, and in Europe. And I'm, and I'm glad to see my peers, like, getting able to do that. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever been to Canada? Not yet, not yet. We're, we hope to get there. We hope to get to the States and Canada also. Uh, hopefully in 2023. I hope that will be possible. Awesome. We would love to tour there. Being from a predominantly Jewish country and followed not so closely by the religion of Islam, is there any much like any much negative feedback or pushback or opinions uh, uh, of metal within the country? It's not. You know, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a counterculture, like everywhere. If uh, here also, it's not like the mainstream music here, but you have like a pretty solid scene. You know, if if you, if you look the, like at the bigger picture and you see and you you take rock in general, you have like Bon Jovi playing here or Rolling Stones for sixty thousand people, sixty five thousand people. That's that's a lot in Israel terms for everything, even for Justin Bieber stuff. You know, so if you go down to the metal stuff, you, you have less people, but but like the the local scene, I think we have about maybe from two thousand to five thousand people that 
the the go here and there uh you you will also you will always see like familiar faces because there's the guys like me that goes to every show so you, you you don't get the you don't get the negative feedback from 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 people because you know it's kind of a stigma you know everybody knows the very local metalhead or or a guy that likes uh, that kind of likes the uh, rock and metal so it's not like mocked or anything it's just uh it's hiding in the basements of tel aviv <laughs> when did metal start to get popular in israel well yeah or at least to the, you're right you had like faces like in the early 90s they had like a big scene here like it was was so new and extreme so you, you hear all the legends and myths about people you know like uh, the, the moshing was way more extreme back then or something like that and people would jump off the stage and and all the crazy stories and i think uh, till this day it's, it's like that but and then you had like the late 2000s that it was popular again uh the shows got bigger and then actually when we started the scene was kind of in the in a, in a weird place not many people went to went out and seen uh, the local shows and there was an increase about with uh with uh bands coming from abroad but i think nowadays like after covid especially before covid we started but after covid there's a lot of new blood in the scene there's a lot of young people that have set to spend too much time sitting at home you know, during covid and looking for edgy stuff online and found metal and and we're we're all profiting off that that because they come to shows and they're excited to to like experience that for the first time so that's amazing and i think metal is now very popular because because the teens are are into the the rough stuff again and i guess it's like it's it's those are those are the faces so like in a few years they'll probably go back uh like go down a notch and, and then jump right back it seems like COVID did a lot of really good stuff for metal like it just seems across the world there's been an influx of creativity and intensity well, yeah, it was weird at first, like the, the, the first couple of months that we didn't, like we couldn't practice. That was, I was like frustrating this shit, but, but then we were like, all right, what can we do? We just, we got the masters of black bile just the moment before COVID hit. And we were like, all right, the whole industry is, is like asleep right now. So what can we do? We, we don't want to, excuse me, but we don't want to <laughs> release that album like a fart in the wind. And like, and then it goes away. So, so we were like, what can we do? And we were like, all right, let's do everything but playing. We wrote more songs. We shot a lot of videos. We did some uh, photo shoots. We, we started practicing more. We started like hanging out more and thinking about strategies of how we're going to approach this once. Like we, we were waiting for the moment. Once we're able to release the album, we'll have everything ready. And we actually gathered a lot of content and a lot of like material for the release of an album, for the album, and and also for for the stuff after that. We we already plan like the the next couple moves, and I think we're far. We are all we're we're already ready for like far into the future, and that's amazing for us as a band to not like run after you know after our timelines to to try and and make all the deadlines work. We're ahead, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. If I heard you correctly, you've been sitting on Black Bile for quite some time then. Yeah, it's been six years since uh, Fist uh, came out, our debut album. And we started writing, like, uh, as soon as Fist was released, we started writing. But at first, like, it took a lot of times because we weren't happy with what we wrote. And we went into, like, that long journey of 
what kind of band do we want to be? Because at first we were like, all right, we're a thrash metal band, and that's that's the Feast of Fools, and, and that was cool. But then, like, what's the new message? What's the new word that we can bring? And we wanted to make the music more extreme and more personal, and that took a lot of time to figure out what we like, especially about metal and, in, and about music in general, and how we compose that into a scenery sound. And and yeah, it took uh, four years, and then it was ready. But then, uh, uh, just our luck, <laughs> the whole world went into this crazy phase of uh, plague. <laughs> uh, we we felt like we kind of we kind of brought it on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're kind of like evolving as a band now with um with Black Bile and then Future Music. Is that part of the reason you guys changed your logo as well? Yeah. We felt like, all right, we, we did that, that's cool, but logos should represent, like, all right, actually, that's interesting, like, the last episode that you aired that I've heard was with Christoph, Lord of the Logos. Mm-hmm. Great guy, great guy, an interesting guy, and, and when we went into a process with him, he didn't end up, like, doing the logo, but he sent a lot of stuff, and we were like, all right, we need to do a logo, and he's, and he's so talented, he did a lot of sketches, but then we, like, figured out that the the logo doesn't make the band. The band makes the logo. If you look at logos, like in a in a cre- in a in a like artistically, most of them don't don't look so good. But the band that they represent makes them look big. So we were like, all right, we need our new logo to represent the the more mature and more evolved and more you know uh, gathered and and completed version of ourselves. And I I don't know if we'll change it again. We might, but it should represent the phase that we are in, just like our music, just like our artwork or our stage performance. It should represent exactly who we are right now. Because every album, every note, every song is like uh, putting a pin in a moment in time. Yeah, exactly. It's like a representation of who you were. And I mean, that can change or not over time. That's totally cool. Yeah. And, and we're in it for the for the whole experience. Like maybe next album will make a, like a modern jazz album. I don't care. Like I, I want to do music with with my friends and and whatever we can get out of it that that'll be amazing and and we'll figure it out when we get there. It's all about like having fun and doing something that we feel that is real and authentic and how we feel we we want to express that. I think it's really cool when bands uh, change their logos over time or even have different designs with different logos. It's interesting that you actually mentioned uh, Christoph because he's worked on a few different logos for the podcast here and I've done it in, well, he's done everything in multiple styles. Really? Just so that if people don't necessarily like the death metal symbol, or sorry, the death metal logo, they can go to something a little bit more thrashy or a little bit more metalcore. Yeah, that, that guy is crazy talented. Like, at, at first, we were like, you know, I sent him some references event he sent me i think like 30 sketches that's insane and he just he kept at it every day i was i couldn't like really follow through because he 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 did so much that's amazing i i I think someday we'll probably go back and and do something with him because he's great and he was such a positive guy with every logo that he sent he sent like an inspiration an inspirational quote (laughs) yeah his emails were pretty cool too and like it was hard for me to choose which one was my favorite. So originally I approached him just for like a black metal style logo. And I was going to do that with like different artists. But what happened, he's just like, listen, I can do them all. I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. And then he sent me all of them. I'm like, fuck, I don't know which one's my favorite. I don't know. I don't know how to choose, man. <laughs> that guy works in bulk like no other can. <laughs>
There's got to be no downtime for him. I don't understand how he's so busy all the time. I, I don't know. Like, I, I imagine, like, he has so many bands approaching him because he did some fantastic job, like, Logo before in his past and in his career. But And so he probably has a lot of requests. So how does he find the time to do all those, those sketches? You know, once I picked something, uh, like, I picked three out of, like, 70. And then he sent, like, for every one that I picked, he sent like 20 versions of it. That's. <laughs> it was really cool because during the podcast, we, we had the, uh, the video set up just like you and I do right now. Um, and as we were chatting, he was actually working on one of the logos and just like showing me as we were talking. I'm like, man, this is awesome. And then he's also sitting out in the middle of a park. So it was pretty cool. Like people were just walking by saying hi to him and stuff. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to meet him in person and have a chat. I, I, if I, if I can translate what how he like uh, creates logos to how I make music, maybe someday I can sit like at the park and do 50 sketches of riffs for like an hour <laughs> and have yeah. three albums a month. <laughs> you know what? Practice, practice, practice. It's time in, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> what drove you guys to uh, originally choose the thrash metal route? Well, we were kids and we were we were big Metallica fans, as you can see. I'm still uh, still one. Uh, you know, thrash metal for a lot of people like starting out in the metal, in getting into metal, it's like a very common like gateway genre, because because uh, it's not that aggressive in terms of like growling and, and, and like the vocals, so you can hear and you can hear a lot of melody. Yeah, it's still aggressive, so you can feel like the how how metal is like. And for me, uh, like we started out as a, as a fresh metal band because we were like in love with everything Creator and Testament and Megadeth and and, and Metallica and 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 Sodom. Or whoa, we really loved Sodom. And we wrote like a record that was a represent. Oh, and Annihilator also big band like the Never Neverland is one of my favorite records for all times. Um, so we were like, how do we get involved in that too? Cause that's what we knew about metal. We were just getting into the death metal stuff. We were like at the very start and we wrote the fist and by the time Feast of Fools came out, we were already like heavy into death metal and nowadays it just gotten worse. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to all kinds of stuff, uh, from black metal mm. to, to grind core and power violence to the whole, like the, the scene. Like the international scene has a like a big renaissance, in my opinion, of bands that combine like the black metal stuff with hardcore, and that's amazing. Like that's a new sound, and I'm and I'm all for it. So I think we got into that because that's what that's how we knew metal back then. But nowadays it's all over the place, and we started like gathering inspirations from other genres like rap and hip hop and 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 maybe even. Uh, some jazz and ideas from soundtracks and like we try to combine all those stuff to to create something that's unique to us and that's like the, the goal for us as, a, as a musicians yeah, fair enough so then is it safe to say that um your first exposure to metal was was the thrash metal or did you start off with things like rock like you mentioned bon jovi earlier uh, at first i was like any other kid i was into lincoln park and some 41 i still love some 41 some like punk rock stuff like cries against uh but i i knew metallica but and i always like i was a big metallica fan and then they came down here into to tel aviv in 2010 and that's the first metal show that i've 
I've seen, I was 14 at the time. Um, I, I remember them. What a, what a way to judge Yeah, you. I remember them coming in with Creeping Death, and I was like, uh, I want to do that for the rest of my life. I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he came out with such Man, been going for so intensity. Long shows. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 he didn't. What did you say? Oh, I just said their show is like they've been going for so long with that intensity, and it's it's not changed. It's crazy. Dude, I was I was sitting at the bleachers because I was like very short, and my parents like uh, feared that I would get trampled to death. And I at the time, and nowadays also, I can't see what what's what was wrong with that. But uh, I was at the bleachers with all these old guys that were sitting and like drinking their beer, and then the the ecstasy of cold started, and I was like, oh shit. And then they came out with creeping down like oh shit and then it just it just <laughs> blew my mind with like the set list was so great i didn't see like a lot of songs that i wanted to see but they played an intense set and they played great and they sounded great and they looked great and i was like i was started i was like starstruck i was like that for the rest of my life every day different city that's what i'm gonna do so uh like i remember coming home and for months on end, I would look for bands that sound like Metallica. I've explored everything from the 80s to all the way to that point in time in 2010. I've heard, I probably heard every thrash metal band ever, every, like a lot of heavy metal, a lot of, and then I got into death metal stuff by Kringle, our lead guitarist. It was the first one to introduce me to death metal. Like death was the first band, then Behemoth. And, and you know, I just, I think when we really started, I wanted to sound like Metallica. But then, as we like got into, we were starting to write music. I, I, I like wanted to sound like a lot of different bands. But but yeah, Metallica was the was the pinnacle of everything. And to this day, I consider them one of my main my inspirations. Like to this day, I think that they are re very relevant to what we do. Like they are a relevant inspiration, and I, and I love to come back to them. To the their material mm -hmm. well like you were talking earlier about like evolving as a band metallica's done the same thing they've gone they've gone a little bit softer they've come back heavier and they've done a lot of different things over the years so that that seems to me something that you guys are planning on doing as well yeah i don't know if we'll go to the whole hard rock stuff but but i i consider metallica's change of direction like musically i consider that like a natural uh thing for a band they were musicians they were like you know they were the biggest band in the world and then if, they, if they've done another thrash metal album, like after the Black Album, people would complain that they sounded the same. So people would complain nonetheless, either way they went. So we did something like they thought was cool, and we did that for two albums, and they put out the same anger. And, I, and, I, and I've watched that film. I think, you know, you can say a lot about that album, but I think they really thought that that's what we wanted to do. And when we came back to Death Magnetic, I think that that's really what they wanted to do. I don't think they, they got all the money in the world, all the power in the world. People would show up to their show even if they played, I don't know, if they played pop right now. People would come out and see Metallica. So what do we have to lose? You know, we can do whatever for fucking Metallica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how did you get into playing guitar then and uh, also vocals? Well, I started playing guitar when I was like 10. I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought it was cool, but then someone like, uh, again, Metallica. Someone, my cousin, I think, played like the Andrew Salmon riff, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like how he does that with his fingers. So I got into electric guitar, and I've always wanted to be a vocalist. 
like it was a it was a dream of mine and like we me and Idan, the the lead guitarist we had a band before Siri. we were like 14 or 15 we, we played in the local battle of the bands and we didn't have a vocalist and we played a cover of master of puppets and and, and we we brought a guy in and he tried to do it but he did he didn't nail the sound and then some so someone just came down to that basement that we rehearsed in and said why don't you do it because you can play and, and scream at the same time because I, I i was playing the song and i was and i was screaming the words to to the to the vocals that we we, we thought about the playing with so he can like stay on rhythm and then they told me like you do it i was like all right i want to do it I remember that first show, my, all my friends were like, don't do it, you're gonna get so embarrassed. Don't do it, don't do it, you you suck. And I was like, I'm gonna do it anyway. And here I am, like 12 years later, still doing it. <laughs> were you nervous the first time that you jumped on stage? Yeah, I was nervous a lot of times. Uh, like, even after we even got some knowledge, like, I was nervous. Because my journey into vocals was not, like, an easy one. I don't think I have any, I or had any talent for it. It all, it was all hard work. Like at first, I couldn't nail a note if you held a gun to my head. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull it. Like my my first vocal teacher had me standing on my arms, like like standing upside down. So I the my arms would hurt. So I would I won't think about the notes, and and then I nailed them. And that was the point, like, that I just realized that I can sing in, in, a, in a proper note. And then it took a lot of time, like, getting used to that and, 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 and then screaming and then trying to do different stuff. Like, this is the first album, Black Ballad is the first album that I'm doing, like, the low vocals. And, and that's a journey that, that I'm forever exploring. And I'm forever, like, I have a, a passion for it. I want to be, like, the best at it. I want to be the one that you can hear my voice and say, that's Alon Kalnieli. That's, that's my, uh, my goal with the vocals. Do you, like, how was it learning from, uh, like learning vocals formally, like from a vocal teacher? You gotta, I'm still doing it by the way. Like I, I never stop because, because I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in shape and, uh, and I'm like trying to explore further, but it's something that you really have to commit to. Because if you if you do it like like if you half-ass that you you feel very embarrassed by what you're gonna do because that there's a lot of weird stuff that you're gonna do and you don't see how it's gonna help you like from the get-go so you gotta you gotta really trust your teacher you gotta commit to do everything they say and do it with uh like with an intent to do it like they ordered you to do it and that's the that's for me, that's the key, because if they say like uh, to really uh, speak like with an open mouth and, and exaggerate every like uh, facial facial expression when I sing, I gotta do it. Although it feels weird, but I gotta do it because that's that's when you 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 hit that spot when you you reach what you wanted to do, and then you can tone it down with a normal face. <laughs> But you gotta do it like uh, <laughs> you got. It's always weird and it always works, and you gotta practice <laughs> to 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 do it without uh, looking too weird. I feel like the exaggerated uh, facial expressions or the exaggerated pronunciation maybe helps with people hearing what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. At first, you know, like a lot of metal vocalists, 
when they when we scream you can't understand what we're saying and i was all always like very intrigued by the guys that you could understand like uh uh miguel Ackerfeld from opeth that guy had like the most precise growl ever i can understand every word that he's saying no matter how intense is the song he articulates every every like uh verb every every uh, every word and every letter he knows how to to like sing them in a way that we can all understand and that that's for me i i want to do that too i want you to understand what i'm saying because i'm the, the lyrics that we write is a is a major part of our message and of what scenery is and i think to get the whole ex experience that we try to deliver you have to know what i'm saying you have to feel what i'm saying Speaking of lyrics and stuff like that, so your first album seems to be like focused on war and politics, that kind of stuff. Uh, am I right in saying that? The first album was like, I, I, I tried to write about stuff that I've heard in songs. And then on the songs that I've touched on like personal experiences, that felt more natural. Um, and it, it was reflected in how the audience really like uh, got that. And so when we were done, we, we I remember it clearly when we, we done the release show for Fist of Fools, and then I came back and I was I, I felt empty. I like I felt like I had like this big uh, thing that was over my head, and then it was over, and I was like, what what's next? And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do the most personal album I've ever done. I'm gonna do like the most personal music. I'm gonna write like almost egotistically about myself. And about the how my band feels and i'm gonna do that from the heart and i'm gonna push that uh, and really exaggerate everything so it, it'll be nasty uh, and kind of maybe at sometimes like hard to to prop to what's the word hard to process but i want it to feel very authentic i want you to to know that i'm not when we do music we're pouring our hearts out and because that's what i love about music with every genre and uh so the first album yeah we we touched on a lot of subjects that were like uh war and maybe some politics but i, I i'm not i'm not a really big politic guy so i didn't know a lot about it i just wrote what i what i thought about you know like war, war is shit and i'm like build to kill was about uh they teach us who is the enemy like since we we're kids but i want to choose my own enemies and i don't want to Somebody, someone to tell me who is the enemy. Uh, let me choose myself, and I don't want to be anyone's enemy without him knowing me. You know, because if you're gonna hate me, hate for me, hate me for who I am, not for where I come from, or if like they chopped a, a slice of my penis when I was eight days old, because that means nothing. You know, there's a lot of reasons to hate me. Just choose, but choose personally. Like choose something that that's really here. <laughs> um, so I guess yeah. When we did like Black Bile is 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 a different album. It's a different band. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different everything. With the move from like wars, uh, sorry, war as a lyrical topic, as well as adding in your your low growls and stuff. What are some of the biggest changes between A Feast of Fools and Black Bile? Uh, Black Bile has like a broader, uh, more more inspirations. Yeah, it, it was it was we didn't choose songs that would fit our what we thought was our genre of music it was the the songs that we chose were the songs that we felt that 
reflect what we love in metal. Like you have a song called Bleak, which is truly the the oddball of all of them. And that song for us is unique, like in our style of music, because it's weird. And we wrote a weird song, but we felt it. We felt that it's good and we felt that, yeah, that's something that we want to do. Like we can see that that song represents us. Also, it's a, the song like lyrically is about the band. It's about the dynamics that we have as a band because, you know, it's, it, it can get pretty intense. But you have those songs like uh, Holes or Sever or even like Mouthful of Nails that we tried some things that we didn't try before. And the Feast was very like aimed. We're a fresh metal band. But now we consider ourselves just a metal band. Theory is a metal band, not fresh, not death, not black, not everything. We're a metal band. Metal is a platform, and we're gonna use it to exp- like to express how we feel and what we love about music. That's it. We don't need like another uh, title for that. That's how we feel. I like that approach. You're quite musically diverse. Like you've all you've also done some work with um, a folk and progressive metal slash rock band called Subterranean Masquerade. Sure. So tell me about that a little bit. That's a huge departure from Sinery. Well, Vidi... At least from what I've heard. I haven't listened to all of it. Vidi, the vocalist there, uh, he started, like, he, he became very vocalist, like, four years ago, I think. But he he was my vocal teacher, and he's a good friend of mine, and he also helped Sinery for a, a lot of times, like, uh, being the, the kind of guy that that you go for advice to. He was, like, one of my mentors here in the scene, I can say that. Um and naturally, as friends, we wanted to work together, and we did. We we played their release album uh, show, and we had we we canceled the show with them because Saw uh, got injured, and and there was a show that they should they they were supposed to play with us on one of our headline shows, and they couldn't do it in the end because Tomer was injured or something like that. I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago. But yeah, very great guys, and I've also like I participated in some uh, cover version they did uh, in co- during COVID times. Great guys, they are right now. We played just played Maximum Rock in Romania, and these guys are like on a on a very interesting journey, and they work hard, and I appreciate that, and I take a lot of like inspiration from bands here that work hard as much as they do, because that's that's like how we all should do so it's it's fun to see other guys do it differently than me and my guys and and get inspiration and we always like you know uh we we trade ideas me and the video especially that's cool you worked with matt hyde and so for people listening that aren't really familiar with him he's also worked with other bands including doth creator machine head trivium uh just to name a few so how did you get involved with him and why did you seek him out specifically well uh it was kind of hard, like choosing a a, a mixing artist for the for the album, because we the, the album, like you said, is it, it's kind of diverse, I guess. And I, I think I can say that. Uh, so we didn't know exactly who we need, because we wanted to choose a guy that did something that's similar to us. But then we were like, all right, we're doing music that is combined of everything that we love about music. We should just get someone to did an album that we love, not 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 necessarily like an album that sounds like us. And so we had a list of guys and we sent an email to Matt Hyde and he was so friendly and so like up for it. And he, he did like Zoom calls with us and, and like we, we talked about the music and for us, like 
one of the most important things about people that work with us on our music, we want them to get involved. We want them to know like the names of the songs, the, the, the feeling that we should get out of them, maybe even the lyrical uh, meanings. We want them to get involved. Like, and he, and he, and he did that. He did that like fantastically. He was all for it. And, and he never, never let us feel that he's a mixing guy and we're a client and he's going to deliver the product and we're, we should be okay with it. And just name one to three, what we have a problem with. He was like with us evolving the, the record. Great guy. Great guy. We sure would love to work with him again. And I can't remember off the top of my head, you didn't work with him on your first album, right? No, the first album was produced by uh, Eli Picover, who is a really cool uh, mixing artist and engineer here in Israel. He did some fantastic records with bands like Sonia Adam and Shredhead and Betsefo. He recorded a lot of the stuff here. And also like punk stuff, like Not On Tour and, and a lot of other stuff I can remember off the top of my head. And he kind of produced the album musically with us because we were kids and he like took us under his wing and, and you know, he actually sat down and and talked about the song with us. On the second album, we had Yuval Kramer, who uh, was the engineer that recorded everything, was also the musical producer. And he really like went, dived in to everything with us, like producing the songs again in his studio before we recorded. Choosing Matt Hyde was with him, he was like a fifth member of the band. And and yeah, he did he did also a fantastic job. Both of them did a fantastic job, like recognizing what we are about and how we need to approach this. Like Yuval wanted to us to sound like four mad guys in a room. He said that's how it should feel. It should feel like the intensity of four guys playing in a room. And I think he nailed that. I would have to agree with that for sure. Um, you guys are very deliberate in who you work with. And uh, I say this partly because you also worked with Travis Smith for your album cover. And he's also worked with an, a bunch of other heavy haters like Amorphous, uh, Bloodbath, Death, Devin Townsend, Emperor, um, among so many more. So when did you at first encounter his work? And again, what made you seek him out? Well, I didn't. I, I can't tell you when I didn't first encounter his work because it's all around. Like at first when, when we were like, who's Travis Smith? Because uh, we were like, I think we saw it after the guy who did the Sound of Perseverance album, because that's a classic. I, I'm all about artworks and, and the visual art in metal. And, and I was like, all right, let's go for one of the best. And, and I went and saw who did that. And I found Travis and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at his work and I'm seeing like so many records that I love and so many different styles that he's, de he's done. And, and he did so many iconic moments in metal that's insane that guy has a repertoire like no one else i think like the the final we we approached a couple of artists uh eliran Kantor, who is an israeli artist uh, based in berlin who does a lot of stuff amazing stuff also he couldn't like have the timeline for us so he said yo you, you guys should ask travis smith and a bunch of other guys and we were like all right all right it's travis and, and we approached him and he was the nicest guy like you can't tell like the if you look at his instagram profile like the one before us i think is lamb of god and the one after us is megadeth and and you know we're stuck there in between like the small israeli band and and i don't feel like he 
handled us any differently than he would handle someone like, you know, one of the big guns that, that approach him on a regular basis. And that's so cool. He was so down to earth and so into it. And like every every other guy that we worked with, I told him my what I think should be the concept. And I told him you have like a full uh, my my full agreement. You do what you do. Like express yourself in the artwork. Take what we do. Take the lyrics. Take my message. Take the the concept that we thought of and make it your own. And he did that fantastically. That we were like, all right, do the singles now do every single we do do a different artwork and he nailed them all he created like a world a world like a visual world with specific colors that like they that's the package that you get when you get our cd or our vinyl it looks like he wanted it to look and fantastic guy fantastic job truly a a, a great artist and and we're honored to be able to have worked with him I like that you mentioned that um, he put you in the middle of Megadeth and Lamb of God and didn't treat you differently because somebody who's so well established like that has, I guess, has a bigger chance of letting their ego step in and just treating different people differently or they can pick and choose their clientele. But it seems like he's pretty humble and doesn't let his ego get in the way. Uh, humble, humble doesn't sound none of it. Like he, he, he got into so deep conversations with me about like the concepts mm-hmm. and he would ask for a deadline and sometimes it was really close and he was like yeah no problem i'll do it and he he wasn't faced by any of it he was like all right we're, we're doing something like we i felt like it was fun for both of us you know you can't really, like really get the the tone uh when you're emailing someone but the we message so like frequently like in a matter of minutes i get a response and we were like chatting and i was like Yo, this guy is 100% in, and he has probably way more interesting jobs to do right now, because he can do like the next Megadeth artwork right now, and he's talking to me, you know, about concepts about my small Israeli album. So that was cool and made us feel like, you know, we're we're there, we're working with the guys that that do the albums that we love. So that's that was a great experience working with him. I'm privileged to to have done so. I wonder if part of the reason that um, guys like that would like to work with smaller bands is partly because they they have more freedom. Like if you look at Megadeth, they have a very specific image uh, on all of their album covers. But maybe with someone like you, um, he can just experiment a little bit more and have a little bit more fun with it. Maybe. And I and I'm I'm. It's it's fun to to be the guy that that guy experience like experiments on, because. He, he won't do like a, a, a bad job at it, you know that. So, because he, he doesn't want his name to be like tarnished with it. Mm-hmm. And he has like a high standard of things. But then you approach him and you, you say like, I want you to express how I feel and how the album sounds. And he nailed it. Like, I didn't expect that. When I sent him the references from his work, I didn't expect what we got. And I was psyched to see it like at first it's like it's kind of hard like putting a ma- an image on the album that you worked so hard for you know because then it that's that like that's the that's the cd that's how it looks like so it's kind of hard but when he sent us like the the final cover for the uh, for the album i was like shit dude that's intense that's exactly how i wanted it to feel he nailed it do you think you're going to be working with him in the future oh uh, sure sure yeah yeah, no doubt. 
I I love artists that they are fun to work with, and they don't they aren't afraid of like me wasting their time because I can be like very chatty and like very uh, all up in your face about concepts because I want to get the the best thing and I and I'm and I'm intrigued about what you can add to what I already thought of and I want to be like I, I want to hear your ideas and I want you to get into it so to find a guy at his level that is so like responsive to that that's amazing I know that you're a little bit pressed for time so who are some of your favorite bands and subsequently who are some Israeli bands that you think deserve a little bit more attention all right uh right now I think the the bands that I listen to the most are probably decapitated who we played with last month and also behemoth that were there also at Rockstad in Romania both bands are just like you know they're, they're talking their game with every record and every show I've seen like six or five uh, behemoth shows over the years like over the past seven years and every show is is different and I even seen them in Romania and a week before in Israel and it was a different show and a different atmosphere and different intensity so I got I gotta say behemoth I'm really looking forward to their new album that is coming out the same day as us and I also love the the last decapitated album I'm also very much into end and the uh, cult leader they're doing a split record right now and that's that's amazing like the music is so intense also I think the last every time I die album was one of my favorites of that year like that album is so diverse and yet so heavy and so hardcore and I love that uh, if you, if you want to know about Israeli metal then you have like the our friends from Shredhead who are doing a fantastic job and you have Eternal Struggle who are a great hardcore band just came back from tour with uh, Death Before Dishonor Subterranean Masquerade also you have like a, a small upcoming bands like uh like Silent Cut, who are doing like slam and and and, and some of the heavy stuff, like hardcore with with all the <laughs> with all the crowd kill stuff, but they're very very good. And you have a lot of new a lot of other bands like past bands like Horcore or Bitsefer who did great. And you have like the metalcore guys from Hurlest side. You have a lot of bands here, and they're all fantastic if you're into more punk rock i'd recommend useless idea not on tour and the uh, kids insane all 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 those bands are fucking legendary here and i've we have the privilege to have shared the, the stage with them for people looking for your music where is the best place for them to find it for you guys all right you could you could you can see the the videos that we prepared for black bile on our youtube channel and i think uh it they are uh interesting like that's a visual aspect of what, of what we wanted to do mm -hmm. but you can also check our spotify or even buy the record that is coming out and 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 we have the we have a vinyl coming in and we have a cd already out and uh so whatever platform that you're more comfortable with just listen to our music like give us a spin we promise we have a song for you something out of it uh, will probably be uh cool <laughs> that sounds perfect alon it was great to chat with you today yeah you too man thanks for having me it was so so much fun can't wait to do it again man thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time on gyro nation metal please don't forget to like share and subscribe the podcast can be found on twitter instagram and facebook if you would like to support this podcast please consider checking out my patreon thank you